Okay, good evening, Rabbi Tonight's learning is sponsored by the Spitzer Mishpach Lu'ilu Nishmas Moshe Aaron Yehuda Ben Chaim Pesach. The schus our learning the Shalom should have an Aliyah. The schus our learning should also be a schus for the Spitzer Mishpach. Shalom Shatayir Mi PM Pizaram Mizarazaram Ad Olam. The schus our learning should also be a schus for Fuish Leim from Yom Beil Bas Nacham Basay Shachel Yisrael. So we're in the middle, we left off sort of in the middle of things last week, we uh, ran out of time, and we're discussing the Meshich of Dabra Melech as Melech. So we saw the story, well, Hanavi goes down, he takes an animal to protect himself from suspicion, he's going to bring a carbon, he arrives, he bring, all the sons of Yishai are brought in front of him, and each one he thinks this one looks like a good candidate, until HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, sorry, that's not the right one, and finally there's no sons left. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and so, so Shmuel doesn't know what to do, there's no more sons, and they bring in David, and right away HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Kum Moshcheyu Kizehu. And the told us, Vayikach Shmuel as Keren Hashem, and Vayim Shachoyseh, so we're going, backing up just a few Pesukim, to get the flow of the Pesukim. The Shmuel takes the Keren Hashem, and he anoints him, the care of Echav, amongst all of his other brothers, Vatitzlach Ruach Hashem al David Meyei Mahu V'Mo'Allah. And from that day going forward, the Ruach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Shaira on David HaMelech. Vayokim Shmuel, Vayelech Shmuel now gets up and he leaves. So what, what, what was the effect of this Meshicha? There's still a significant portion of time from this point until David HaMelech is actually going to have any form of Malchus. In fact, he's going to be a fugitive, he's going to be on the run, he's going to be a shepherd. He's going to be doing many things that are not kingly. So what does he have from this Meshicha? So the Pasuk tells us that what he has from the Meshicha is there's a special Ruach Hashem. There's a special spirit of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that gives a special Gevura, Hatzlacha, that rests on David now because he is the Melech. So he has, to a certain extent, although he's not the Melech over Klal Yisrael, but he has the Midah of Malchus is now in him. He has this special Ruach Hashem. It gives him a Ruach of Gevura to overcome his enemies, to stand up to things they otherwise would not be able to. And this is what Dovra Melch gets out of the Mashiach. So it has a malachic status. No. However, this had a major effect on somebody else. Veruach Hashem Sorumim Shol. But what happens now is that this same concept of this Ruach Hashem that had previously been with is now with David had previously been with Shol. And it now leaves Shaul. Shaul no longer has this special, unique status. So although Shaul still has the halachas of the king, and everything that to the outside world a king has, Shaul still has, but this special inner kedusha that a melech has, it leaves Shaul, and as a result, he has a tremendous fear and a pachad, a ruach roh from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What exactly is this ruach roh from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So again, we're talking about the Shoal Bechir Hashem. We have to be careful how we talk. But the Malbim says that this was something, you know, look at the descriptions of the Malbim. He calls it melancholy. He talks about paranoia, fear. It sounds like an extreme case of depression. And this was what now hits Shoal. The Menchiketana, some of the other Mepharshim say that you shouldn't take it as just a purely, it wasn't a physical or emotional illness. It was the Tremendous fear that Dovin, that Shaul Melech, he knew the whole time he never wanted to become king. And he was aware that the whole kingdom began in an inappropriate manner. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu wasn't yet ready to appoint the king. And Kali Yisrael demanded a king, and he was aware that it was a very tenuous malucha. And now that he was nimas from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu rejected him, so he was terrified of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it was an extreme year Shemayim, but year Shemayim that went to the extent of becoming a Ruach Ram Eis Hashem. Now, it's but important... Each, either well, way, according to either Pshad, it wasn't necessarily Rishos or evil in any, in any regard. Right? I want to talk about this. Now, it, it's very important to understand, first of all, as Mandy's pointing out, that it's important to take this into account as we go forward. As we go forward, when we learn about Shol, we're going to see Shol Melech is going to do things that to us seem very bizarre, seem like murderous acts, terrible acts. But we have to be aware that the Pasuk's telling us he's not fully under control of himself. He has this tremendous, you know, whether you want to call it depression, paranoia, whatever it is, but there's something there that's causing him to act in a way that he otherwise wouldn't. At some point it gets extreme, where it's called Kamat raving, as I, if we care how you talk, but the Lushan. And when there's episodes where it becomes extreme and he pre- doesn't and he does things that you know he tries to kill David Melech during these episodes. And we have to take in mind that we shouldn't judge Shoal. Shoal is going through a difficult time, and this might be a little bit more up Moshe's alley than uh, mine. But uh, when a person's going through a difficult uh, mental state, things, you know, it is something to keep in mind. Now, where does it come from that this Ruach Ra hits him? That he has this paranoia, paranoia of losing the Malucha, of being killed, of failing and losing his because he wasn't valid Melech. Where does all this come from? So, the Pasuk tells us, a person has tremendous Kedusha. When that Kedusha leaves, it, le- it creates a void. The Malbim says this to Feirish. And when the void is created, he says that, he says, Ruach Hashem hu his atzmus shefa haruchnius b'inyan eliki. That a person has a tremendous shefa of ruchnius. That was the Ruach of Gevura that Dovra Melch now got. And it brought tremendous Koiches Hanefesh and a Ruach Gevura, gives him a Ruach Chachma, the Das, Yes Hashem. And he says it changes a person totally when a person has this Ruach Gevura of Hashem. Omnon, Ace Yusami Mena Hashefa, Bechete, when this tremendous Shefa of Kedusha is removed, the Kale of Yerukami Aruchnius, and he's now emptied of all the Ruchnius, Hashechenbom, Yargish Hachesor and Hazav Yishtem and Yisbahel, he's going to become totally at loss. This is an important yisoyed. It's not just about someone who has the schus of having the concept of Malchus imparted on him through the through the Meshicha B'Shev and HaMishcha, Navi. But in life, wherever there's potential for Kedusha, there's tremendous potential for Tomo. When the Kedusha leaves, that's why the greatest Tomo we know the Avi Avais HaToma is a dead human being. Why? Because a, dead, a human being has the greatest Kedusha, as a Neshama. And when that Neshama leaves, so what's left behind is the greatest Toma. We know that the Toma Hayyitz Migufa, a Toma that comes out of a man is, or a lady, is the Toma that comes when there's potential for birth, t- tremendous potential for Kedusha. And, but when that's not utilized properly, or it's not going to where it's supposed to go, creates the Toma Chamura, Tomas. Nidus and carry, and this concept when there's potential for kedusha and it's not there creates toma. Is why, unfortunately, we look around the world and we see the lowest and the worst people very often. Unfortunately, are Jews because a yid has so much potential for kedusha. If he doesn't use his potential for kedusha properly, so 
it's the same idea that when the Kedush is emptied out, there's tremendous room for the Tumma to be shared. So, Shoal now is affected with this terrible Ruach Ra. And how does his how do his avodim deal with it? The Yemer Avdei Shol Eilov, he nei Noah Ruach Alikim Ra Mevaitecha. We see that there's this terrible Ruach Ra of Hakadosh Baruch Hu that's causing you this tremendous fear and pachat. He was paranoid. He was terrible. Yemer Noah Deinenu. So let our master now say, Avodecha Lefanecha to your servants who are in front of you. So he says, Why don't you command us? It's interesting that he they tell Shol, please command us. That Yivakshu ish Yedeya Minagim Bechinar, go look for someone who knows how to play a harp. V'hayab hiyos alecha ruach alikim ra, and then when you're hit by one of these depressive incidents, then v'nagim biyaday v'tayvlach will play a musical instrument, and this playing of the musical instrument will uh, cheer you up. Will be good, and we know that there's this concept. V'hayab kenagin haminagim vayilav ruach Hashem. It says by Elisha when Elisha was in a state of anger because he saw the Rasha. So in order to get the Ruach Hashem, he needed to be besimcha. He needed, the music has this ability. Music has a tremendous koyach to be mesameach, a person connected to Kedusha. So his avodim didn't know what this is all about. But they sensed that there was something missing and they wanted to bring back this Kedusha. They thought maybe he was angry about something and they felt that the, mu- the music would bring back the Kedusha that was missing. So Shaul agrees, he says, go find for me somebody, someone who's a good musician, and bring him to me. The Malvin points out that the, the, the Avodim just says, you know, go find the one-man band, just find anybody who can play some music. And Shaul says, no, it has to be a metav lenagein. He wants a baki in this chachma, because he's aware that the koyach of shira to be more than nefesh has to be done properly. You know, this is one of the popular topics when, the, when I let the Tolska girls ask me questions. It's always about Goyish music. So we're not going to talk about that. But, but you know, the Kayach the, the, the of music to, uh, to, affect the, to affect the Neshama and it has to be done the right music. And, you know, to have who could possibly be better than the Ne'im's Miris Yisrael, Kalish Boko arranged, who's going to come and play the music is going to be the. In the Im's Miris Yisrael, the Dabra Melch will come and sing Shiris of Shevach Vaidot, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shiris that will be Makariv. So he wanted the right, the right mate of Lenagin. It has to be the right person. And it has to be someone who's Roy to Lamid Lufnea Melch. Vayan Echad Mihana'orim. So one of the Na'orim speaks up. Vayaymer. And we'll see who this Nar is. We'll discuss in a minute. Vayaymer Hineri Isi. Bein li Yishai, Beis Halachmi. I saw that Yishai in Beis Lachem, right? And this obviously is the Sibim Eis HaKadosh Baruch This is the beginning of David's rise to power. You know, David's this shepherd boy who his own family, Evan Maso Abaynim, his own family rejected him. They thought he was illegitimate, and they rejected him. And how are we going to get this, you know, from nowhere? How is he going to rise to power? So this is the beginning of the story. So out of the blue... We're looking for a valid person to go and sit and play music for David, for Shaul HaMelech. Who do we choose? No one else but David, the one who's Nimshach, be the next Melech. So, I saw that Yishai in Beis Lachem has a son. He knows how to play music. So that's a very good answer so far. We're looking for a good musician. He's a good musician. But then this Echad Hana Orem continues and gives David tremendous praise. 
you should know that he's also a Giber Chayil, he's a mighty warrior. Now this Giber Chayil cannot mean that he's good at fighting battles, because the next word is Ishmael Chama, so Giber Chayil means he's a person who is able to, uh, has Gvuras Halev, that's Giber Chayil doesn't have to be, you don't have to go to battle to be a Giber Chayil, it means a Gvuras Halev to do the right thing. And the Ishmael Chama, he knows how to fight in a battle. The Noving Dover, he understands things, he can understand the difficult issue. The Ishtoyar, he's a person who has the appearance that is necessary to be a leader. Vashem Imay and Akalish Bach is with him with whatever he does. Tremendous praises. And Kipshutai, he was pointing out that, you know, the Melech is looking for someone who's going to play music, someone who's appropriate to play music in front of the king. You should know there's a very unique person because he's an excellent musician. Many musicians, I saw one of the first, I forgot which one points out, are not necessarily always, you know, the Teva of musicians doesn't necessarily lead to them being, has to show, being the people who are, you know, they, they may be hanging out by the parties, but uh, he's a person, he's, uh, he's uh, Hashem Imoy, and he's a Giber Chayil, he's a person, he's a person like Mandy, a person who has Kul HaMailus. So, the, that would be the Pashup Shat. That he was wanted to praise Dabra Melech and say, This is you know the musician who's right to and bring Kedusha into the palace that chase away the Ruachara. However, Chazal see over here that there's something else going on. They tell us who is this Echad Hana Arim. Chazal tell us this was actually Doyeg Hadaimi. He was one of the greatest geniuses in Tamil Chacham and Kal Yisrael, head of Sanhedrin. And why did he choose to give Dabra all this praise? Chazal say it wasn't because he liked David. Other Rabbi, he was jealous of David. And he wanted to awaken some feelings. He realized this is going to be a person who's going to come very close to the king. And he wants to introduce a worm of jealousy, which eventually eats away at their relationship until Shaul wants to kill David. By telling Shaul how much more fit this person is to be king than you are. Hashem Imoy, he's an Ishgiber Muhamma, he's a Novin Dover, he understands, he has the appearance that he's fitting to be the king. And this is something that's not said to praise David Melech. This is something to be aware of. You know, sometimes we get carried away with praise. We have to be careful how we talk about people. Sometimes even saying the nicest, you know, could you imagine if someone described me that way, I would be glowing. But at the end of the day, someone describes you like this, it can, it can have a negative effect also. So this is, this is uh, something to learn from over here. He was, like, he was triggering sinner. Yeah, and Chazal hold him, uh, Chazal... They, they, they criticize him very strongly for this. Who says that was they? Chazal. Which, which, uh, um, if you look over here, Rashi. Rashi brings, but it's also over here on the side, you have Lukut Shas that bring the whole thing. Uh, if you look at the bottom line, the <laughs> The passage continues. Vayishlach Shol Malachin al Yishai. So Shol sends messengers to Yishai. Vayemar Shulcha Eli is David Bincha. Send me David, your son. Asher Betzayin, who is the shepherd. Vayikach Yishai Chamor Lechem V'noid Yayin, barrel of wine. Sends it together with some bread. Sends him with a donkey and Ugedi Izim and a goat. Echad Vayishlach Biyad David B'noyel Shol. So you're sending someone to the king, you don't send them empty-handed, you have to send uh, a present to the king, so he sends him a present. It's rather interesting, the, the, the Ralbag, you know, he always brings out the Tehelises of, uh, of each Indian in Novi. 
So I'm not sure what the list of the, the novel I was looking at at home has the Te'eluses on the page. But usually they're, they're accumulated later. But what the Te'elus over here, the Rabal Bag says, is that you don't necessarily have to give a tremendous over-the-top gift. You know, he's sending a gift to the king, and he sends him a little thing of wine and a few loaves of bread. It sounds a little bit, you know, not kafi, the covered amalach. He says you send a, a present kafi what you can handle. You don't have to send the present kafi the melech. It's not, he says it's not right to send such over-the-top presents. Okay, sends a present along with David. David's going to help the king. He stands in front of Shaul, and he plays music for him, and he loves him very much. And he loved him so much that he became his personal armor-bearer. In those days, all the mighty warriors had a young Nar who went with them to battle and would help them and hold all the various weapons, and he became the personal arms-bearer of Shaul. Do we know how old David was there? Yes, we could do the math, you know, working backwards. He was in his... Uh, must have been in his 30s, in, in, in his 20s. Uh, I'm sorry, he was, David Melch. we know, lived for 70 years, and he was Melch for 40 years, so we, we, we do the math, so he was in his, he was in his 20s. Uh, <clears throat> this is towards the end, of, you know, this is not long before he becomes the king. So, he becomes Shaul's personal arms bearer. Interesting, the Malbim has another pshat, he says, maybe the Hilo Nesekalim is that David was so elevated in the court that David got a Nesekalim. That's a sign of being elevated position in the court. Akoponim, the Pasik tells us, Vayishlach Shaul el Yishai Lamer, and Shaul loved him so much that he sent a message to Yishai saying, no David Lefonai, let David continue to stay in front of me. I'm you know he originally called him temporarily. There's a temporary issue. I want him to stay here. Because I, uh, I, I I found tremendous favor in David and I want him to stay with me. And whenever the Ruach Kim came over Shaul, David would take the Kiner and he would play. And it caused the Harvacha for Shaul because the Tevlein became good for him. The Ruach HaRa left him the music. The music Taka had the stated effect of bringing back a Ruach HaKadusha. Is this going the same time period? David's staying in Kimatachin and then he also plays music? This last Pasuk seems to me okay. like it's a summation of the whole thing, of what happened. You know, this is not, this is not the first time he played music. It's telling you, obviously he played music right away when he came and he was found tremendous favor in Shaul's eyes until he made him as nice a Kalim and he asked Yishai to leave him there. And then I think it's summing up that, that constantly whenever there was a Ruach Ra, he would play the music and the music had this had this tremendous effect of taste, taking away the Ruach Ra. At first it was Ruach of Kim, which is like... Oh, so I said, Tana makes a point to this, and he says it was a Ruach of, of... At the end of the day, the Ruach was a Ruach of Yerushimayim. It wasn't just some sort of, you know, uh, something that's in the diagnosis manual that uh, he has. It was, you know, it was actually... It was Yerushimayim was, was was, was to extreme. I mean, we know that... In the diagnosis manual is is halachic OCD, so that also could become Yerushalayim can also unfortunately <laughs> cause <laughs> mental illness. But this seems to be some something beyond that, something on a higher level. Targum is ruach bisha, like it sounds like. Yeah, well, the, the pasuk says it was ruach ra. Right. Now, well, right, the pasuk, right, yeah, but here just says ruach like him. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like it sounds backwards. Then double play. Ali Kim is 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 the is is you know is is but I'll call upon my. I think I once saw or heard somewhere. I don't. I couldn't find it today when I was looking around. That that wasn't just David's tremendous musical abilities. It wasn't even the fact David Amelech obviously was singing probably a shirim of Tehillim in front of him. I can imagine the kedusha. But 
what happened? Where did the Surah Kura come from? It came from the fact that David, that Shaul was missing this special Ruach Gevur. This Ruach Gevur was now together with him in the same room and was being brought out. This is Mamish David HaMelech at his, you know, his, his, his Ruach Kedusha comes when he played his music and he said his Tehillim. So the same Ruach that he was missing was now there with him and Itaka felt complete. So when David was there, you know, any other musician couldn't have done it. It was a musician who had this, had this Ruach of Kedusha that he was missing was now together with him. So even though it wasn't Mamish in the room with him, it wasn't in his body again, but somehow... The, the, the kirva to this Ruach, Alikim, uh, Ruach Hashem, the Kedusha, was what brought him uh, the Nechama. Is that shot earlier that it left Shaul and went into David? I know it's Mashman there from the Psukim, but it doesn't say. It says it's that... a different Ruach, but it's the same. It's, it's the Midah of Malchus. Malchus is something, right? The, the, the Psukim, there's a Gemara that says that, 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 that Shleim HaMelech, even when he was chased away from his kingdom by Ashmedai, he says that he was Molech al-Makli. Even when he was just alone with his stick, he was still a Malchus. It wasn't Molech al-Makli. I'm a king on my tie. It means that he had the Midah of Malchus. There's something unique to being having that Midah of Malchus. So the Midah of Malchus had been, you know, that there's one Melech. The Malchus had been with Shaul, and that was Dov. It was the same exact Ruach. I don't know, but it's the, the idea of the Midah of Malchus. This is really a question for the Q&A, but what's, what's, it almost sounds like a bad joke. That the Rabbanish Lamb is putting David into this. In, it, it, the Rabbanish Lamb is being carved right David into the Malchus. The it's almost like Moshe Rabbeinu being Mefarshim. The Mefarshim is carved. Yeah, he should carve him to the Malchus. There's a way. Eventually, he's going to become Shaul's son-in-law, and this, this is this is the way for him to work his way to his becoming. He was already. He was already. Shaul doesn't know, obviously. Yeah, but because the Sibim Eis Hashem, he should. This is the old Moshe say, old Mefarshim say, to be carved him to the Malchus. So it's terrible. It's not a nice. Oh. It's Now, we continue. Now we'll begin. We're not going to have the time to get very far into it, but we're going to start one of the most famous stories in all of Tanakh. Ve'ya'asfu plishtim es machaneim l'mulchama. The plishtim now gather for battle. Ve'ya'asfu soichai asher l'yehuda in the town of soichai, which is in Chelik of Yehuda. Ve'ya'achnu ben soichai ubein azeika be'efes dom. That was the name of the place, is Efes dom. Now, what happens by this battle? So obviously, this is the famous battle of Goliath. So the pasuk tells us, "Vishol ve'ishisrael ne'esu vayachnu be'emek Eila." They gathered together and they camped in the valley of Eila. Vayarchu mulchama likras polishtim. They formed battle formations to go towards the polishtim. Upolishtim oindem al harmizeh v'yisrael oindem al harmizeh. So the two armies are facing each other on opposing sides of a valley, each one on their mountain. Vagai beneim, the valleys between them. Vayetze ish habeinayim mimachnes haplishtim. Someone goes forth from amongst the machna plishtim. What does it mean that is ish habeinayim? So we'll discuss that soon. And Rashi tells us we go with Pashim Shashpshat that he was a giber. And Goliashma, his name was Goliath, Migas, he came from the city of Gas. Gavoyoy Sheish Ame Sazeris. He was six Amas tall in Nazaris. That means we go to Chazanish. He was somewhere over, a little bit over 12 feet tall. Vikoiva Nechoshis Al Roshay. He had a, he had a copper helmet. Vishiryoin Kashkashim Hulavush. He was wearing male, chain male. Umishkal Hashiryoin Chameshis Alafim Shkolim Nechoshis. He had 5,000 shekels weights. Of Nechoshis, that's how heavy this chainmail. You can imagine the gevur he had just to wear his chainmail. Umitzachas Nechoshis al Raglov, he had foot guards out of copper. 
he had another piece of armor, solid between his shoulders. and the wood, the stick of his spear, Kiminor or was like the large stick that was used by the weavers. and the the tip, the metal tip of his spear was was six hundred shekels weights of iron. And he had a shield bearer who walked in front of him. So this is where introduced to Goliath. Now, before we find out what Goliath does and, and so on, but why did the Pelishtim go to battle? It's not very long since we had the tremendous victory of Yoenison and Kalyasol over the Pelishtim. You'd think the Pelishtim learned their lesson. They're defeated by two people against this, you know, 100,000 soldiers, and they're chased all the way out of Eretz Yisrael. So the Mepharshim say, some Mepharshim say it just shows the riches of the Pelishtim, but many of the Mepharshim understand that this was because of Shoal's weakness. It got out that Shoal was not well, and you have, if, if the leader is not gesund, if the leader doesn't have the gvura that he needs, so it trickles down, and the Pelishtim felt there was an opportunity to uh, come in and fight Klal Yisrael, and they were right, because we'll see that Shoal is sort of paralyzed, he doesn't know what to do. So, Kassashon. So, so the Pelishtim come to battle, and then what unusual, Kalisol's ready to go to war. Kalisol's ready to go to battle, but, but despite the fact that they're ready to go to battle, something unusual happens. They have this tremendous Giber, so what? You know, one Giber can't single handedly win a war, but what happens is, that Goliath now presents a unique challenge. So he comes out from amongst the Pelishti lines. Forgot to mention, why is he called Isha Binayim? So either he was just a regular, one of their captains, he was amongst, he was a Giber, maybe it means. The Chazal tell us something very unusual. Chazal say that his mother, which is really a Pasuk later, Kamat says at Beferish, his mother was Arpa. We know there was Rus and Arpa with the two sisters. Rus was the great-great-grandmother of Avramelech. She was Zeicha. She chose Naomi. Rus She became the mother of the Imish Malchus and had the whole Malchus based Dov came out from her. Arpa, Vayishik, Lechamoisa. But she went back. So Chazal say that night that she went back, she was uh, with a uh, hundred men. And Benayim, from amongst all of them, it was born this unusual, strange character, Goliath, and that's his Isha Binayim, he's like Chazal. Now, so it puts, it puts a very interesting twist on this, is that we're, fa- you know, he has to be very old, yeah, that's definitely true, or maybe Orpah was very old when she, you know, that's, it's a difficult that's question. But if it's that night. Right, for that night, yeah, that's, yeah, def- that's yeah. Like difficult, to, to work out the math is a little bit difficult, but at least the concept, this is David HaMelech's great, great, great uh, uncle, I don't know, cousin, but it's 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 the, 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 the definitely what Chazal want to bring out whether it literally means it was you know that night and Goliath was that old, but Goliath represented the tzad hatoma. It's a little bit the same concept you're talking about in the beginning that you know he had the tremendous potential for kedusha. Rus took opportunity to Rus Dov and she was zeich attacking the kedusha of Malchus based David, and Arpa who did not take the opportunity for kedusha she was almost there and she didn't instead had the greatest tum. Chazal also tell us that Goliath, we already, we already encountered Goliath earlier, we just didn't know his name back then, was the one who grabbed the Oren, and he killed Chofni and Pinchas, 
and Shaul was the one who ran up and stuck his hand in the Aron and rescued the Luchas, but the one who actually captured the Aron, when the Aron was captured, was Goliath. So Goliath already has a history against Klal Yisrael. And now again, he comes, Why do we have to make a battle? So much bloodshed, it's not nice. You know, the UN's going to get angry. I'm just a regular Pelishti. You were all the servants of Shaul. So, and Mepharshim pointed out, the Pelishtim didn't have a king. They were more of a democratic society of some sort. They had the Sarnay Pelishtim. So he says, listen, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an important, I'm, I'm a regular Pelishti. You're all the Avodim Mishol. Choose one champion who's going to go out to fight. We'll have one-on-one combat. And we'll choose. If he'll defeat me and he'll kill me. And all the Pelishtim were willing, they'll all take us up, we'll be Avodim. But if I defeat him, and I kill him, then all Klaus will be Avodim to the Pelishtim, you're going to serve us. Now, what type of challenge is this? Why do they have to take it up? So the Rabag is Meirich. He says that this is a duel. He says this was some, a way that things used to be sorted out in ancient times. He's Meirich, I'm sorry, not the Rabag, the, the Barbanel. And he's Meirich, he goes through the halachas of is it appropriate to make a, du- a, a duel? It's not appropriate. And he explains that the concept of a duel is that a Kodesh Baruch will help whichever side is right. He's saying, listen, you know, you claim Hashem's on your side. We claim that our God, Duggan's on our side. Let's see who's right. Whichever, why do we have to have a whole battle? We understand that this is a clash, not just between two nations. Whichever one of them wins, that means that their God defeated the other one. So let's just me against somebody else. <clears throat> and then he continues, and he says, I was just mechar from a goddess against my Kaddish Baruch and against Klal Give me a man and we'll fight together. Why do you have to point out that he just was Mechar from Megadif and insulted HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And he's referring to the fact that he's also the one who already in the past insulted HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Malbim brings down this Abarbanel and he says that he doesn't think that that's the Pshat. The Klaus doesn't have to go with this duel. So they'll say, no, we don't, it's, it's, more, it's not convenient because you have this big giant, you want to have a duel. We don't want, we'll have a regular battle. But he says that because Goliath made this about his cherif against HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so that now they had to take up that challenge. He basically made it personally, saying, if anybody could stand up for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, let them fight for me. And if not, then, 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 then that means that you're denying the existence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it was a tremendous bazillion and an insult to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's cover. And Klai Yisrael was very afraid. This is a sign. Shaul didn't have the Ruach Vura. The previous Shaul, when he heard that Nochash HaMoyni, about the Pelishtim, would have gone up to fight. Shaul doesn't have the Kayach to go and fight to defend the Kvayid Hashem. And this is a tremendous, tremendous design of the Kavad HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it will go on, we'll see, for 40 days. And as Hashem, we'll have to wait till next week to discuss how exactly this uh, will play out, how the Kavad HaKadosh Baruch Hu is restored through Dovod HaMelech.